You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Hi, welcome to another episode of the Soul Forge. This is number 293. Welcome to the Soul Forge, a place of silent mystery, quiet contemplation, and outright mayhem. Join your host, Sean Vanderloo, as he guides you through the adventures of living. Together, we'll talk about life and love, sex and dating, joy and heartache, memories and loss, and so much more. Don't worry, it's not nearly as pretentious as it sounds. Get ready for life, the universe, and everything on The Soul Forge. Hey everyone, hope you're doing well. It's Sean, back at you with another episode, a solo episode this time. No, not Han Solo, it's Star Trek, not Star Wars this week. What? Star Trek? That's not a Soul Forge type episode, is it? Well, of course it is, because we talk about life, the universe, and everything here on Soul Forge, and Star Trek is just one of those things that are a part of life. And the reason that we're talking about it this week is because today is June 15th, 2023, and it is the premiere date for season two of Star Trek Strange New Worlds. So I thought, what better way to celebrate than do a primer on Star Trek and how to watch it? And this is a great episode for you, even if you've never watched Star Trek, you don't care about Star Trek and those bumpy-headed aliens. It's all good. I'm just going to talk a little bit about it, my love for it, and all that kind of good stuff. So I thought the best way to go about doing that uh, would be to talk about my history with the franchise and then we would get into uh, how to watch it, either in release date or chronological order or however you prefer. At the edge of the universe, 400 men and women are probing the immeasurable blackness of space. Their leaders are an Earthman with no fear and a stranger with no heart. Travel beyond our time and solar system, into new galaxies, into worlds beyond your dreams. Star Trek, every week, in color, on the NBC television network. So, my earliest memories of Star Trek are in the late 70s, maybe early 80s. Hard to say exactly when that was, because it was so long ago. I live in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, Canada, and I did back then as well. And I think it was Saturday afternoons that Star Trek would come on, and it was Channel 4 here, but it was Fox 50 out of Detroit, and uh, it would be the original series with Kirk, Spock, and McCoy and all the rest. And maybe it was every day of the week, but I, I just happened to vaguely recall 40-some years ago that that was probably Saturday afternoons, and I watched it. Didn't know what it was, and not even sure what the first episode may have been that I had seen, maybe that which survives, but I'm not 100% sure because it's just vague memories of four decades ago. And how am I supposed to know what that was like when I was like three and four or five years old? I don't think anybody introduced me to it, but there it was. I was watching it. It was one of the things that I saw when I was a kid. I don't know if anybody else was around, maybe my grandparents, who knows? Hard to say. So uh, that's what I remember. 
And then Star Trek The Next Generation came out when I was 11. And I believe I watched the uh, premiere episode. I didn't really know what it was, but I, I followed it along. Uh, my good buddy Andrew, he uh, he watched it as well. He was a huge fan. He used to make things uh, out of cardboard, like uh, phaser rifles and tricorders and, and you name it. He could make anything out of anything. And you've heard him on the podcast before. He's my uh, my oldest friend, actually. Uh, that's my earliest memories, and then uh, in the early 90s, Playmates Toys decided to make action figures, and I had to have them, and Andrew collected as well. I had to have more than he did, because I was in quiet, silent competition just to have more stuff, because he had the coolest toys growing up, like Thundercats and G.I. Joe and Lego and all that stuff. Uh, so yeah, we collected, and, and now I guess I've got the most toys, but uh, is that make me a winner or just having to move a lot of stuff i don't know what is star trek it uh is the vision of the future from gene roddenberry who i believe was born let me think uh well i don't know i didn't look that up i think he was born in 1931 maybe no wait no no that doesn't sound right 21 1921 something like that anyway yeah let's go with 1921 and he died in 1991 yeah he was 70 years old when he died so that makes sense uh he was uh in the army or no in the air force i didn't look any of this up i just have a lot of memories of things that i've read yeah he was a, a cop and he was a television writer and he was in in world war ii and uh in the early 60s he came up with his vision of the future a utopian version of humanity that future that space station, all those people, they exist in here. In my mind, I created it. That future, I created it, and it's real! In 1965, they shot the first pilot called The Cage with uh, Captain Pike, Number One, and Spock. And the studio, or I think it was the studio... It was NBC anyway. They said it was too cerebral. So in an unprecedented move, which never happens, they said, here, here's some money. Go shoot another pilot, uh, which was called Where No Man Has Gone Before. And that launched the series that ran from 1966 to 1969 uh, with William Shatner as Kirk and Leonard Nimoy as Spock and DeForest Kelly as McCoy and all the rest. And that had 79 episodes. And then it was cancelled uh, just before the uh, the moon landing in 1969. A few years later, they came up with uh, 22 episodes of the animated series, which ran from, I think, 73 to 74. Then they tried out throughout the 70s to get uh, Star Trek Phase 2 going, another series. And then they went back and forth. Are we going to do a movie? Are we going to do a series? And then, of course, in 1977, Star Wars came out. And they're like, oh, there's money in space. So let's uh, let's make it a movie. So that's uh, how 1979's Star Trek The Motion Picture came out. And uh, that was 10 years after the cancellation of the series. And that never happened. You didn't make uh, movies out of a, a dead television show. So the original series crew had six movies. They had Star Trek, the motion picture in 1979. And then they had The Wrath of Khan in 82. In 84, they had Star Trek III, The Search for Spock. In 86, they had The Voyage Home. That's the one with the whales. Uh, in 1989, William Shatner directed Star Trek, uh, The Final Frontier, where they went to find God. And they asked the immortal question, 
What Does God Need with a Starship? And then in 1991, for the 25th anniversary, they released their final film, Star Trek The Undiscovered Country. Back in 1987, that was the launch of Star Trek The Next Generation with Patrick Stewart as Captain Picard. And that ran for seven seasons from 87 to 94. And of course, there was all kinds of controversy when that series came out because that's not Star Trek. It doesn't have Kirk, Spock, and McCoy. It can't be real Star Trek. The debates continued for years. Uh, and then in 1993, Star Trek Deep Space Nine came out. In 95, Star Trek Voyager came out with the first female uh, captain to helm a series. Uh, and then in 2001, Star Trek Enterprise came out, and that lasted to 2005. So next gener- the original series lasted three seasons. Next Generation... Deep Space Nine and Voyager all had seven seasons, and then I guess franchise fatigue set in, and Enterprise only got four seasons. And the fourth season was when it got really, really good, so it was canceled before its time. the the uh, The team, the behind the scenes people, a lot of them were together for the full eighteen years, from eighty seven to two thousand five, and that was very sad when it went off the air. And we thought Star Trek was dead, but no. In two thousand nine, J.J. Abrams came out with his Kelvin Universe uh, series of films. Uh, And then in 2017, we had Star Trek Discovery, and that launched the next golden age of Star Trek. So, what are the series and what are the uh, release orders? Okay, so we have Star Trek, the original series. That takes place in the years starting 2266. The animated series is sometime around then as well. Star Trek The Next Generation starts in 2365, and... That goes for, uh, let's see, from 87 to nine, to 2001, when Voyager ended, that was, what, uh, 14 years, so to 2380-ish. And then uh, when Star Trek Enterprise came out, it was a prequel series. It take pla- took place, I can't talk, it takes place even before the original series, which you remember was 2266, Enterprise 2151 is when that started and then we had in 2017 star trek discovery and that was also kind of a prequel but a sequel to enterprise because it takes place 10 years or so before the original series so in 2256 instead of 2266 Uh, and then we've got star trek picard that had three seasons and that took place around uh 2399 to 2402 or so. Uh, Star Trek Lower Decks is the cartoon that came out a few years back. Its fourth season is coming out this August, and that takes place around 2380s or so. And then Star Trek Prodigy is another cartoon meant for kids, and that takes place a similar time frame. And then Star Trek Strange New Worlds, which of course is released in season two today, that takes place, it's kind of a, a, a sequel series to Star Trek Discovery and takes place around, oh, 2259, five or six, seven years before the original series. And that is actually the longest pilot to series pickup in history of television because the, the cage with Captain Pike was in 1965 and then Strange New Worlds picked up on that uh, kind of pilot And it was 55 years later that it took in order for that to come through. So, everybody loves Captain Pike and Spock and Number One. And 
I've been anticipating season two eagerly. It's got Anson Mount as Captain Pike, and he's dreamy. Uh, if you've ever seen the show Hell on Wheels, he's in that. Fantastic actor, handsome man, and a really nice guy too, because I follow him on, I think, Instagram and maybe somewhere else. Um, we've got Ethan Peck as Spock. We've got Rebecca Romaine as number one. I always wanted to call her Rebecca Romaine Stamos, even though they're not married anymore. So anyway, that's neither here nor there. So those are the series. And if you want to watch it in that order, the way it was produced, you'll see how the, uh, what do you call it? The, 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 the production values have gone from bad to better uh, with more money these days. And uh, the original series had a very limited budget and they had to use whatever they could for props and stuff. And now it's movie quality. Uh, but before we talk about how to watch it in chronological order, let's play a promo for another podcast right here on the ESO Network. For over six years, the 42 cast has worked to provide panels discussing topics from every corner of the Geekosphere. Continue with us as we count down to episode 200 and try something a little different. Celebrity Guest Contributions Yes, Emma Dumont from The Gifted is partnering with us to talk about science, movies, and so much more. You can only find this great content on the 42Cast. It's your ultimate answer to fandom, geekiness, and everything. Okay, and we're back. So, if uh, if you want to watch Star Trek in the order that it comes out, uh, not the way it was produced through the, the history of uh, television, but in order of how the series works, you go like this. First, you start with Star Trek Enterprise. Uh, takes places takes place between the years 2151 and 2161. You got Star Trek The Cage. That's the original series pilot, which takes place in the year 2254. Star Trek Discoveries Seasons 1 and 2 are 2256 to 58. And then we've got, like I said, Star Trek Strange New Worlds 2259. The original series 2265 to 2269. And the animated series is 2269 to 2270. Uh, the first Star Trek films, the, the six films with the original crew, uh, 2273 to 2293. And then you got Star Trek The Next Generation, which uh, takes place from 2364 to 2370. Uh, the Star Trek films, 2293 because Star Trek Generations was the crossover with uh, with Kirk and Picard so that takes place of course 2293 but the films actually go up to Nemesis uh, which is 2379 and don't worry I'll put all this in the show notes so you can actually uh, see it if, if you're uh, more of a visual learner uh, Star Trek Deep Space Nine takes place between 2369 and 2375 Star Trek Voyager is 2371 to 2378. Star Trek Lower Decks starts in 2380. Star Trek Prodigy is 2383. Uh, and then you got Star Trek Picard, uh, seasons 1 to 3. And like I said, 2399 to 2402. And then you've got Star Trek Discovery season 3 and 4, and probably 5 when it comes out next year, uh, in the 32nd century. So that is very exciting. Uh, there's so much cool stuff. There's over 800 episodes. 
there's a lot of uh, variation in the production value. There's the whole debacle with the Klingons and how they've changed from series to series. In, in the original show, uh, they were just people in blackface with uh, goatee beards and, and the, like uh, silvery gold uniforms. In uh, the first movie in what's that 1979 the motion picture you saw there uh, started to get some bumpy foreheads uh, then you really got the bumpy foreheads in the next generation and they were pretty much consistently like that throughout uh, the next 18 years in star trek enterprise they showed some smooth skin klingons uh, because of genetic augmentation uh, but then when uh, star trek discovery came out back in 2017 the klingons didn't look anything like we were used to and they were different and it freaked out a lot of people and even even in the jj abrams calvin movies they looked uh, a little bit different but now according to the trailers for star trek uh, strange new worlds they're gonna look like we're used to from the next generation era so that's a big thing they, they, they do that, though, like uh, when they have more money in the budget, they make the ships look different, they make the aliens look different, and it's, uh, you know, you, you, you either are a stickler for canon, which means a consistent story, or you just enjoy the shows for what they are, and, and canon is a huge thing. It's like the uh, the law or the Bible of the, of the universe. This can't have happened because that contradicts something that was said some other time. The new, the new show since 2017, they try to stick to canon, but they're not a slave to it. And that's probably why uh, Star Trek Discovery jumped from the 23rd century to the 32nd, so they could be unshackled from canon and just go from there. Anyway, regardless of all that, it's a great show. Uh, it's philosophical. It's about moral dilemmas. There's a lot of action. There's a lot of talking. Uh, there's... A lot of different things. My mom could never get into it because she said, "Oh, I, I don't, I just, I just don't get the bumpy, bumpy-headed aliens." But if if you if you look past all that and you just look at the stories, uh, there's there's a lot of good stuff to think about, and uh, it's it's philosophical, it's silly, it's fun. It, it, anything can be a Star Trek show. Uh, there's there's so many different ways to go about doing it. In fact, next year they're talking about doing a uh, a Star Trek uh academy series where it's a bunch of uh probably teenagers and early 20 year olds going to school to learn how to be starfleet officers uh they're also doing a section 31 movie with michelle yo it was going to be a series but she's too busy she's an oscar winner now so they're just going to do a movie and they might just do uh television movies every once in a while we don't know it's always up in the air but it's exciting it's it's the uh pop culture thing i love the most in all of the universe Uh, i know more about star trek than i do about most things in life i've got so many things hallmark ornaments action figures ship replicas posters other things that i can't even think about uh just too much stuff books uh, you name it and i probably got something to do with it uh it's a got to be a little bit uh, obsessive at points uh I, i've been slacking away from it a little bit trying not to collect as much because what am i going to do with it it just takes up a lot of room it's heavy it collects a lot of dust but i still love it and uh, i can't wait to watch uh, season two of strange new worlds when it comes out today so that is your primer on star trek it's just a little bit of a history a little bit of a taste if you want to know more 
course, you can go to the Wikipedia. You can uh, send me an email at uh, soulforgepodcast at gmail.com and I can tell you what I know. Uh, but other than that, I hope you're all taking care of yourselves and each other. Enjoy Season 2 of Strange New Worlds tonight. And until next time, remember, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Or the one. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Soul Forge Podcast. Your support is greatly appreciated, and we hope you'll tune in again next time. Remember that you can visit soulforgepodcast.com for all of our social media links, and don't forget to share the show with everyone you know. The Soul Forge Podcast is your best source for living your best life. Think about it. Jean-Luc Shorty Specs, mysteries on the holodecks, asteroids, triple droids, telepathic betazoids, transport a deadly claw, visitor from L.A. law, photons, no Kirk, captain has gone berserk, shuttlecraft, console Troy, Dr. Crusher's little boy, Klingon rights, parasites, new heights, phaser fights, Data's head, Tasha's dead, Wyke is hanging by a thread, celebration, transformations, everyone to battle stations. Next generation on your favorite station. We didn't start the series, but when we are gone, it'll still be on. We didn't start the series. It's the next generation on your favorite station. We didn't start the series. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.